Welcome to the 37th episode of Downtime Podcast, and on today's episode, I have Brandon. Hello, this is Brandon. And welcome back to the podcast. Yes, thank you for having me back. Yeah, no problem. We're going to have a very special spoiler cast as the both of us played The Fractured But Whole. In fact, we both played it twice to get 100% completion on the trophy. Woo! Let's just get to it. So, if you're listening, and I'm gonna drag this out so you get the point, this is a spoiler cast. So, if you don't wanna know about the storyline of the game yet, then you should probably just exit this podcast right now and go to the next thing. Or, if you don't wanna know about the PC Principal, basically everything after PC Principal episodes of South Park, you should probably not listen to this either. Or maybe watch South Park. Yeah. Uh, we will also be talking about such deep mysteries as is the game titled Fractured Butthole or Fractured Butthole. Yes. So if you're also easily offended, this is probably the best time to drop off. <laughs> Isn't that kind of offensive? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I think we're okay. <laughs> Alright, so... And... Cut. To begin, we have the cast of South Park, as we all know and love. Uh, it begins right as the last game left off, for the most part. You are playing as the new kid, quote-unquote, again. And you have your trusty crew of South Parkian... Uh, characters to accompany you along your journeys. Uh, it's making the transition just as the end of The Stick of Truth uh, is wrapping up and there's still a bunch of kids everywhere playing uh, the warriors and the wizards and doing all that fun, fun... Dungeons uh, and Dragons, mythical... Jazz. Game of Thrones. <laughs> yeah. Lord of the Rings type thing. Yes. Uh, and... And at which point, basically, you're called out because they need you. You're the king from the last game. Uh, so the new kid... By the way, this might be spoiling the last game, too, if maybe you didn't play that for some reason. Why wouldn't you play that? <laughs> Go out and play it. <clears throat> which, I do believe the first game is a very excellent game, in my opinion. I believe that. Uh... So anyway, you're playing as a new kid, and he goes out, and you have to fight a bunch of things like dragons and the enemies and warriors and wizards. And this is your training tutorial for using the battle system. Yes, which has changed significantly, well, significantly in certain ways than the last one. It's, it's uh, it, no longer a hack and slash. Yeah, it tries to be more of a chess Tactical. Board tactical type of uh, situation. I mean, the last one was tactical as well, but this one tried to change it up in a chessboard type of way. The uh, You wrap up, and then it's abruptly uh, interrupted by Cartman, who wants to change games now. Yeah, so he wants to stop playing Dungeons & Dragons medieval shit, and he wants to now play superheroes. Superheroes. And the reason he wants to do this is he sees... A potential franchise. Yeah, he wants to get money. Sweet, sweet money. And in typical Cartman fashion. Yes, so 
he knows that there is a reward to find a cat. Am I correct? That's like what how the start. Yeah, there's a hundred dollar reward to find a missing cat. Um, and this missing cat is now their goal. So if the whole team is assembled, at least what is present of the team, since at this point in the game they are actually fractured. Half the team is playing uh, superheroes as well, but they are separate from Cartman's group, Coon and Friends, and they are the uh, Freedom, Freedom Pals. Pals. That's right. So it's really a Marvel versus DC type situation. Yep. And the reason they are fractured is because the team couldn't agree on a franchise and who got the most movie. Like basic, like typical kid stuff, uh, typical South Park storyline. The kids wanted to have different movies and different franchises just as emulated by Marvel and DC, but at a meeting, which is actually explained in the wait intro, when you leave the menu screen idle, it explains that um, both teams didn't agree and Cartman basically wanted all of the screen time to himself. Basically, yeah. He kept... uh cheating people out of their screen time. Uh, so, it fractured. Uh, let's see. And uh, Kenny is the leader of the Freedom Pals. So mis- it's Mysterion versus Kuhn. The first um, day of the game, you're learning more about the battle system and the happenings of your character. So your character has an alcoholic and stoner parent, and you play superheroes so that you can avoid them. Ah, uh, yes, and they're always fighting. Every time you see them, they're always fighting. Uh, and then they want you to eat your food. And then you go to bed. Uh, and there, it's, important, it's important to note that he eats dinner before he goes to bed. More on that later. Yeah. More on that later. Um, always eat your uh, dinner, boys and girls. <laughs> he goes to... Your new kid goes to Cartman for the first time. And he talks about being a superhero. I mean, obviously, the new kid never talks, but he... He wants, stares at Cartman. He stares and at Cartman. Cartman keeps answering yeah. questions that were never asked. <laughs> exactly. What happens throughout the game is you pick up three classes until you reach the final battle, and then all of the ten classes are available to you. But for now, you only choose one, and it, it follows the same formula. So you talk to Cartman. Cartman has a selection of classes you can choose from, each class has three moves. Three, sorry, four moves. Three regular moves and one ultimate move. And when it's introduced to you, it goes to a cutscene that teaches you how to use those moves and how to battle on the grid. And this is this is your tragic backstory. And so this, every yeah. every uh, hero class that Carmen introduces you. Two always has a tragic backstory, but the tragic backstory is suspiciously always the same with a few altered environmental changes. Exactly. So, like, one, the first time it's regular, the second time there's an alien in it. <laughs> right, but the, the, the backstory, so it's important. We may as well talk about the backstory right now since it's yes. all spoilers anyway. Yeah. So the backstory basically revolves around, one night, you woke up, you heard a strange noise out in the living room. Uh, right? That was pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> that was and, really uh, good. <laughs> you go to investigate. It's street criminals, you know. Um, and there's... Uh, burglars. Burglars? They, they broke into your house. Can't they be criminals? Smooth criminal. 
Smooth criminal. Smooth criminal. Uh, and they don't explain why they're there. They're just trying to get your parents. So you have to stop them. So as uh, you go through this sequence event, he has you learn about how to use different skills of the certain superhero that you might have unlocked, which you have an option to choose between several each stage. Uh, so it's pretty uh, entertaining to hear the, the, the comments. Um, and then ultimately there's an ultimate skill that you will have that you can unlock after your battle bar gets to 100% and your battle bar goes up when you hit things and when you get hit. So uh, it goes off frequently. Um, and it's pretty powerful a lot of times. With that being said, the ultimate uh, end of the tragic backstory is your father fucking your mom. Uh, that really, that's it. That's it. <laughs> yeah, so you, you go in to your parents' room to check to see if they're all right. And it's too late. Your father's already fucking your mom. And then ends the cutscene. And ASMR, your father's already fucking your mom. <laughs> yeah, that's the end of the game, right? And that's the end of the game. Yep. Yep, pretty, pretty much. Uh, yeah, so... What, what, it's not? No, it's not. Oh. <laughs> Shoot. Yeah. Um. <laughs> so, as you're going through, um, they're teaching you also about your identity, and part of the part of your identity is you have to go to school. You have to declare a gender. You have to declare your uh, sexuality. You you have to go to PC principal and declare your race. You have to go to declare, Mr. Mackey. Yeah, yeah. Go to Mr. Mackey and declare your gen your gender, right? And uh, yeah, your gender first. And well. Like what your your born gender is, and then what your associated gender is, yeah. and uh, they're just playing the most delightful music while you're choosing. I know. Um, and the second time you have to declare your sexuality is also with Mr. Mackey. Yes. Okay. Okay. Just uh, take your time. It's okay. The third time, you have to declare your race and your nationality, and you have to find PC principal in a bar. <laughs> yeah. Well, the other interesting part, going back to the Mr. Mackey things that I now remember, is uh, once you declare your your sexuality and your race, is it race? Yes. Um, actually, anything in the game. When you declare anything and, about your identity in the game. Yeah, that's true. Every time you declare anything in the game about your identity, uh, once you exit the office that you had to declare it at, you get attacked by the, the wonderful three rednecks <laughs> that don't take kindly to your tap, no matter what you choose. So you could be a white redneck and they do not take kindly to your type. Hey, uh, <laughs> uh, it's so and it's like a inter it's interchangeable depending on what you chose. Yes. So I thought that was delightfully humorous. It just shows that People probably indeed do just hate people for whatever reason they can find. I think that might have been the message. <laughs> and on that time, it's really funny because it's the difficulty scale. It's not really the difficulty scale, in the I know. Game, but they call it the difficulty. And there is a special achievement that you unlock if you play through the whole game uh, on master difficulty Mastermind while difficulty. simultaneously being a black, black color skin so now fun. playing through both of them my first playthrough was just normal and i chose a character to emulate myself and i have brown skin 
and the next time I had Mastermind, I did not think there was anything different about being black, just that the Mastermind storyline meant that the enemies were much more difficult and you had to think more strategically about the grid and where you placed your characters on the board, but I didn't, ex like, I didn't experience anything, um, with just being black. Neither did I. So yeah. what I could say is it definitely seems like it's just a, a joke at the beginning of the game to have a difficulty slider there for your color of your skin. Uh, as far as the game, um, I'm sure there's like a lot of hot political topics we could talk about in other threads, uh, <laughs> but we're going to not talk about them yeah, here. Yeah, probably not. <laughs> okay, I will just say this. Um, I'm a bit disappointed. I'm a bit disappointed that what that the final trophy we had to get was play on Mastermind and be a black person because there's one th if there's and if there's one thing that kind of annoys me about trophies and achievements it's if I have to play the game over again but if I knew something in advance I could have gotten all the trophies in one playthrough. Yeah, it's the cheap sop, basically, to get you more gameplay out of the same game without actually enticing you to get more gameplay. As if you're a trophy collector, or uh, a point collector on 360, or yeah. Xbox One, or whatever. Yeah. Um, as you're fighting this cat, there's a few side quests that pop up that obviously are all based off episodes of South Park. One of them, I think the best, probably the best side quest and storyline is one that I didn't see on the actual TV show of South Park, which is really disappointing, and I want to watch it, but it's the it's the side quest with Tweak and Craig and how oh. and how they're dating, or like how they had a secret relationship. Yeah, I didn't see that one either. Yeah. I am a terrible fan. I know, and... Good God. Yeah, and that was probably my one of my favorite side quests that came out of that game, because they're going through a breakup or it's the after breakup in this video game. And towards the end, they make up. And they actually... So, aside from your character, all of your character allies, which are the superheroes, they also have ultimate attacks. And if you complete this side quest, then you unlock a special ultimate attack. Oh, it's good. And it's... it's, it's the ultimate attack itself is just like... It's pretty standard, but the animation that goes with it is pretty epic, I think. And I know. I, I never once got really tired of it, <laughs> and I watched it a bunch of times. I know. Moving forward in the plot line... Well, let's move backwards, because I know we missed an important one, too. Um, so the, the Raisins subplot line, too... Oh, the Clyde... Pretty, yeah, so you have to go save Clyde from the Raisin Girls, because the Raisin Girls are his superhero weakness... <laughs> Aka, I guess his Superman, uh, superhuman weakness is that he's a human male. Uh, yes. Uh, in this case, um, so every every superhero is required to have a weakness, a tragic weakness of some sort. Uh, and Clyde's <laughs> happens to be the Raising Girl. So every time you have Clyde in your party and you're fighting the Raising Girls he will pretty much be useless. Yep. Um, and then at the end of this sub-quest, it requires you to choose one for your own character. Now, this is an interesting thing because 
through two different playthroughs, I didn't really notice the weakness that you choose me, me affecting your character one bit at all. It's just kind of a joke. Yeah. Uh, what one of them was we ended crab up people choosing crab people. Yeah, uh, crab people taste like crab. taste like AMSR. <laughs> Um, uh, so they require you to pick one of those for your character. It's a good waste of time. Uh, but it's fun. It's fun. It is fun. Yeah. You can choose ninjas. You can choose, you can still choose raisin girls. Yeah. And everything they have you choose from is going to be in the game at some point. <laughs> yeah. I just did not recognize was... an actual, like, substantial weakness against them. Exactly. If any. Yeah. Which that probably could have been improved upon. Or depending on how you like your battle system, if you want it more difficult. They did not make it difficult with your weakness. Yeah, or at least not perceptively. Yeah. Uh, that being said, there's another overarching side quest, and that's Kyle's cousin and that annoying little fucker. <laughs> I'm back! <laughs> oh my god. He drove me crazy because after you defeat him... Hey guys, I've herniated my septum again. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's just a, a another time sink, basically, because he does nothing. He doesn't take a hit. He doesn't give a hit. Yeah. He usually just does something stupid like trip over and break his nose again. Yeah. Uh, which is humorous every once in a while. One one um battle in between that I didn't mind was when the car came in. Ha! That was actually pretty clever. That was cute. Get I, out of the road! <laughs> I thought that was really adorable. Here are all the special allies. So... Jimmy is, like, a fast ally, and he has the most range in the grid, so he can go the farthest. Cartman is a brutalist, and so he scratches you, uh, the scratches the enemy, and makes them bleed, which is equivalent to a poison. Um, yeah. Is he a brutalist? Well, I, sort of. He's, like, some kind assassin, of Assassin, actually. He's an assassin. He's an assassin. Okay. Yeah. Um, Kyle is a healer. He protects and heals. Craig is a tank, so he... Takes he has the most defense of anyone on your team. Tanks are you know particularly powerful in this game because the tanks tend to do the most amount of damage, only close range, and they tend to be able to take a large amount of damage. Craig he, he can he can like flip somebody off and then shield so he doesn't take damage. Yeah, um, and he can punch really really hard. Although he has the shortest range. Uh, a character like him gets really useful towards the end of the game, yeah. for sure. Or you need somebody to just be able to take a few hits and live without needing to be resurrected every time. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. And lastly, for this group, you have Clyde. And Clyde is a mosquito. Um, he He's a general attacker, I think. I don't think he has anything special to him. He's a, except he makes you throw up. He's a debuffer. So yeah. he's a... He's a DPS slash debuffer. Yeah. Uh, and he also is self-leeching, so anything he attacks with his nose attack, he will heal up from too. So he does typically lesser damage, but he can be utilized in a creative way. Yeah. Almost like a tank to some degree, as long as he doesn't die in one hit. Yeah. As you're trying to find the cat, you encounter two new characters. One of them is a stripper named Classy, and the other one is... Uh, Scott Malkinson. <laughs> With a little J that goes to the center of the A that has a little dick on it that fucks the O. <laughs> it was like the long description of Classy's name. Like, um, oh, wait, is that the stripper that has a, the <laughs> name Classy tattooed on? But it's got the little A that has a tail that comes off with a little dick that fucks I the O. In it. <laughs> I don't even remember that. <laughs> Something like that. In 
that process, you add a new person to your team, Scott Malkinson, who, like, where the fuck did this guy come from? He He's, like, a very subtle sub-character. He, he might have been used again in another episode that I have failed to see. I know. Um, I'm trying to remember what he was in. That being said, Scott Malkinson, who's Captain Diabetes, is one of the best party characters you can possibly have on your team. Yeah, he says great things, and he is just amazingly versatile. Yeah, he, like... He's, like, the number one choice I suggest as a party member, for and, sure. And he is another tank class, like a Brutalist or whatever they're called, I guess. Yeah. If you, as you're trying to find the cat, you discover a drug ring of people... What? Use, yeah. Of cats piss being used. <gasps> another plot goes parallel with this, and it's a bunch of police officers asking your new kid character to help out with crimes... But really, it's a front for the police to arrest black people who are innocent. And, um, But more on that later. Yes. Now, cats are apparently being used for drugs. And in this process, you help save Stan's dad. Yes. Oh, yeah. He was scratching uh, yeah. his wife's car, car. He was every night the car. while he got drunk. Yeah. Uh, and then every morning he would be buffing the scratches out, and he asks you to help him discover who's been scratching the car. And it turns out it's him the entire time. Yep. Um. Then he turns into the worst drunk of all, the red wine drunk. <laughs> oh, I know. And I can tell you people. I can tell you people, yes. Yes, I am. What? Wait, what? What? <laughs> that makes no sense. Sure it did. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> After that Randy side quest, that is when you're introduced to Stan for the first time because Coon and Friends wants you to use Stan to get in with the Freedom Pals and get and like figure out more of the mystery. After you save Stan's dad, Stan owes you a favor. With Stan and Coon and Friends, you have to investigate a U-Haul truck area, and that's where Professor Chaos is located. Oh, yeah. And that's when you find out more about cats being used for drugs because you uncover a whole entire lab. And let's talk about the Chaos Minions. Chaos Minions. So at some point, you know, you got various children dressed up in foil, and they are the Chaos Minions. And every once in a while, he'll have a few dogs uh, <laughs> that are that are just, like, fun. And then uh, for the harder units, he's also hired Mexicans. Yes, and he has Mexicans dressed up in his in his foil attire, uh, <laughs> which is just funny. Um, and his ultimate minions are two Mexicans together in a uniform, uh, <laughs> with box cardboard box uh, attire and everything. Yep. Uh, so there's even like a Trojan mint like chaos thing. Yes. That comes out. Uh, and this is the guy that's and, got all the red bricks, all the red Lego bricks, and is putting lava everywhere. Yeah, and it's all low budget, too. And also, at some point, it's just funny to me that the whole thing was spurred off of the desire to get $100 from a reward for a cat at this point. Yeah. And they're facing off Butters, who somebody has anonymously given him, <laughs> like, $40,000, and he spent it all on Lego bricks and minions. <laughs> Uh, to ensue chaos. Yep. And I'm just thinking, wow, I guess if you wanted to stop them, you could have just paid them $100. No, uh, but no. Nah. 
if you had a hundred dollars, you could pay a hundred dollars for a ninja to not attack you. Oh yeah, that's right. But they're shitty ninjas anyway, so yeah, it's okay. The secret though is there's a black ninja and there's a white ninja, and you have to attack the white ninja first because the white ninja creates more. Oh yeah, it regenerates. As you're investigating Kenny's house, that's when you discover Mitch Connor for the first time. Mitch Connor. And we'll go more into that later, but the Mitch Connor storyline actually gets really fucking weird. And I don't necessarily say that in a good way either. Yeah, it was, it was like this stuff felt incomplete in certain areas. Um, it felt very contrived. It felt like contrived, and they were trying too hard to implement Cartman in some really twisted plot, like in a weird plot twist, but the plot twist did not make sense for me. Once they pulled that card, you kind of know the answer. Yeah. If you've ever seen the episode. When, uh... With Mitch Connor and, and Cartman. And, and Jennifer Lopez. <laughs> Jennifer Lopez! <laughs> I like tacos and burritos! <laughs> and kisses for my bean! You're pretty good at these. <laughs> <laughs> I try. Stan is a generalist who does attacks and heals, but his grid is unique because he either goes as far as possible in a straight line, or he does diagonal moves. Yes, and a straight line is a semi-weak attack because they're calculating in the fact that you could probably hit many people if they were ever lined up, which yeah. they never are. Yeah. Uh, and then the other one is a stronger attack but it is only diagonal, so it's very unlikely that you're going to hit many people at a time with that one as well. Yeah. Uh, Professor Chaos is uh, kind of normal. I think he... He does chaos. He, he confuses people, right? Yes, I think so. With chaos. Yes. Uh, Tweak is a elementalist, so all of his attacks will chill, shock, or confuse. Yes, just like caffeine. Exactly. Um, Token is a robot, and he can create an additional robot for you that will attack for three turns, or he will turn into a robot himself for his ultimate. And Kenny... Kenny... A Tupperware a, robot, by the way. A Tupperware robot. And... Oh, you can't play with Timmy, by the way. No, he's never a, an actual selectable character. Yeah, because Timmy is the all-knowing Professor X-based character and is better than everyone else. In a wheelchair. Exactly. And he has this delightful uh, telepathic voice. I know, it's wonderful. That he always puts his, yeah. his hand up to his head yeah. and he just talks to everybody that way. Yes. So uh, everybody can understand him. This game, say right now, uh, kind of bridges that weird gap where you can never really tell if they're make-believing anymore. And this stuff is just happening, or if they are make-believing. Well, it's the power of kids and it's their the imagination. It's the power of imagination, so yes. it's actually quite delightful yes. with that execution. Yeah. Um, lastly, there's Kenny, and I would actually say that Kenny is a useful character, um, depending on your gameplay, because Kenny is a character that can technically never die. And if you utilize Kenny's character correctly, he's very useful. 
for his normal turns as a ghost, they they aren't like direct attack moves anymore. He gets a new subset of attacks, and they are all like elemental dot bases. So he can exactly put like a chill on somebody, and they'll take frost damage periodically. He can put an electrical attack on somebody, and they'll take shock damages periodically. Yes, and I think there was one more he could do on uh, defense down. Defense down. That's right. So that's pretty useful too if he's gonna help other people take give him damage. Yes. Uh, on the enemy. And then ultimately, when you get another ultimate bar filled up, you can use Kenny's ultimate again, and he actually does a resurrection on himself. So And he heals everyone on the board. Yeah, so he's actually pretty useful as long as it plays out correctly for you. Yeah, if you know how to use him, he's actually, he's another great character to have on the team. Finally, after you play a little bit with the Freedom Pals and get to know them more... You reach the police station. It all leads back to the police station. And as you get to the police station, that's where Coon and Friends and Freedom Pals reunite for the first time since they broke up. Yes. And... Do we do that with a... I can't remember. Was there a battle that you guys... Oh, the battle actually happens at the end. Okay, the I didn't Timmy say anything. The battle, right? Yeah, I didn't know if there's two... Yeah. So the first... So what happens is when you reach the police station, you meet up. Um, and you're just like, okay, let's work together, blah, blah, blah. And then you go through the police station and you defeat all of the bo- the battles and you defeat the lieutenant final boss and you defeat Jared from Subway. Jared is still looking good. Oh my God. You defeat Jared from Subway. Oh yes. And Jared is, is pretty, he's pretty intense boss battle, not for the reasons of being difficult, but because, uh, they went there. Yeah. They totally went there. Uh, he has some, uh, attacks that he does. That are, are could be construed as high key offensive, um, <laughs> because he's a pedophile. Well, apparently, <laughs> especially in in this game. Yeah. Um. So one of his main attacks is he will run up to one of the kids in your party and he will start smashing them in the face with a sub sub sandwich at his crotch, <laughs> uh, and just smash that sandwich into their face like he's he's humping their face. Yeah. So uh, if if it's something that you're not into, uh. Probably not. Make sure to get past this point. Yeah, pretty much. (laughs) (laughs) It's, uh, I actually really enjoyed the police station to the point that I thought it was the end of the game. And it turns out it was not the end of the game. And I kind of wish it was the end of the game. (laughs) Because. Now, was that a, was that a sarcastic? No. (laughs) I just just wanted to be over. I think the plots all made sense until uh, to the police station, and after that, the plot got weird. Yes. It got super fucking weird. Have we been mentioning along the way that we've been communicating with Morgan Freeman, our mentor, quote-unquote? Oh, no. Okay. That he's been feeding us different uh, kinds of tacos. Oh, God, we haven't even gone into the new kid. I like know. his powers. We probably should. <laughs> he actually has the power to... Change the universe with his farts. And uh, we'll get more into that because he really does change the universe after you free all of the black people who you wrongly uh, arrested in South Park. You finally reach this octopus monster. I want to say that his name was Yog Theron. <laughs> you can all copy and paste that one. Oh, yeah. Woo! Um, Leave that one in. Right off the bat, if you couldn't tell, uh, this game is much more politically charged than The Stick of Truth, which The Stick of Truth, to me, felt like a much more 
like old school south old school south park in a sense that it was just like more random pop culture storylines and this one felt very political climate-y yeah it was really focusing on that and it was okay uh it was sometimes it felt like it was just for the pure joy of shock um which gets old you know, obviously, because once you've seen it, it's not shocking a second time. Yeah. And therefore, not enjoyable a second time. Where, if you go back to the Stick of Truth and you play some good old underpants gnomes level, uh, sure there's shocking things in it, but still it's enjoyable as on a creative, like, yeah. enjoyment level. Yeah, I was about to say, uh, I think the one of the things that this game really missed were, like, a lot of much more random plot lines. Like... For example, uh, one of the most random plot lines that I thought was really funny was when you choose your religion for the first time because <laughs> you encounter Seaman and you encounter Kanye West, voice of the generation, gay fish. So, and it's like, you have to, and you have to do some ridiculous shit to go into heaven and meet Jesus for the first, like, it's like really random shit that this game was lacking. It's, su- it's super random, yeah. Even the injection of having to go do this was completely out of the blue and random because... No point was it indicated that you actually need to do this. Um, one of the main collectibles of this game is going to different toilets in the game. And because your character has a fractured butthole, there <laughs> is a mini game of pooping. I just found the mini game overall to be uh, fairly challenging for myself. I think you had a much easier time doing it sometimes. Yeah. Uh, because I just not used to using the controller in some of the ways that it had you use the controller for the minigame, which is fine. It was certainly a, a clever minigame. Um, but yeah, it, it did get kind of a brain teaser-y. A little bit. It exerted so much effort. <laughs> that, honestly, Sometimes, but not all the time. Sometimes yeah. it's just really easy. Honestly, some of the four stars used more effort than I had in battles, like regular enemy battles. Yeah, I would say so. It's just to be able to, be able to communicate, to do all those different finger commands simultaneously. You got a call from Mitch Connor. And you have to meet up with Mitch Connor. And at this point, I was not expecting Mitch Connor to give you a call. And have such a prominent... Role in the entire story. Yeah. And the new kid, obviously, is just taking orders. But at this point, all of the kids, all of the gang knows that Mitch Connor is a bunch of bullshit because it's Cartman. Because we already did the episode. And that's why I thought it was like a weird... Yeah. thing to put in because you know it's Cartman at this point because Mitch Connor is Cartman yeah it's just his bullshit alter ego like that's what I meant like we could have just ended everything at the police station and flushed out all of that and I would have been fine yeah I think it would have worked I think that would have been a fun ending yeah and I think the Mitch Connor storyline at this point was adding way too much it felt tacked on yeah so Mitch Connor starts his little bullshit game which leads you to now have to go to um find your parents basically because your parents are missing and because mitch connor has them they kidnapped him the kid he kidnapped them parent napped parent napped (gasps) yep all of this leads to the final countdown and you go to mefesto's lab which is all the way in the top left corner of the map 
Like, it's, you have to go pretty damn far. And you, that's where you, um, you're basically going to uncover a lot of things. Many butts. Yes. Many fractured butts. Yeah. Many, yes, many fractured butts whole. And this is where you unlock your ultimate power as well with your farts. And you can actually use farts to change night and day. I, I would actually say that this part was, this is like another part of the storyline where if we just kind of ended here, I would have been okay with that as well. Yeah, this part felt pretty solid, like it yeah. was planned out though. So that's, that's where I'm getting, like at certain parts towards the end of the game, like, uh, run, running of it, or, um, stints of it feel really polished, and then in, in between, it feels like they're just been tacked on, like the thing that was in the, between them. Yeah was planned out at some point, but for some reason they didn't have time or money to finish it, so they just kind of collapsed them together. Well, I think it's also important to note that the Stick of Truth was done by Obsidian Entertainment, and the Fractured Butthole was done by Ubisoft. Ubisoft. Calling them out. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, pretty yeah. much the end, there were a lot of parts where it could have been cut, and we would have been completely fine. Yeah, the so uh, yeah, it just I don't know. I, I don't know. I want to. I didn't want to make this like a, a bashing fest too much. And he's captured all the sixth graders in town too, and he's attaching multiple asses to all of them, and they're becoming primal. Yep. Uh, so they are one of the things you have to now fight through. I know. Is like the 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 experiments gone wrong. Sixth graders. Including Kyle's brother, who is now this super uber mecha, like, monster that you have to fight. And um, that, okay, that battle was... His brother is his cousin. Cousin, sorry. His cousin. And that battle was okay in normal mode, but in mastermind mode, that battle was a fucking pain in the ass. God, it sucked. Oh, God, it was terrible. Yeah, dick! Oh, man. Um... I, my biggest advice, actually, it's weird because I felt more con, like, I felt more confident be- with my team when I had Kyle, Craig, and Kenny, and I thought that was a solid team. But then in Mastermind level, I switched to the team that I played in normal mode, which was Stan, Tweak, and Captain Diabetes, and, like, I, like, had a way better time defeating that monster with that team, even yeah. though I, th- that was probably a weaker team. But I think maybe Stan's diagonal move benefited a lot better because he could stand in random-ass places and still hit the person. And I'm wondering, since the uh, the the enemy you're fighting took up multiple spaces, does it count as getting hit multiple times? Yeah. That's a question. I don't know. I couldn't... It was hard to tell sometimes. Yeah. Okay, this is where you have to use your farting power DNA... To, of course, save the day, but to do so, you have to kill one of your parents. Yeah, it was a weird thing. So you, you're, instead of, like, peeing in a cup or spitting in a tray, you apparently need a large dose of DNA that comes from your family. So you have to sacrifice one of your parents. You can either kill your father, who you have a mechanism that will chop off his head with a laser beam, then you have your mother, who is already injured, but you can rip off her arm. And if you rip off her arm, she will die. And the whole time, they give you several chances to 
not actually do it because every time you attempt to do it, it'll trigger their a response that's uh, um, canned already, and it's you know really played out. You have six chances, yeah. so you can choose one of them, and it will give you an option. Do you really want to do it? And it, each option will have it six times or seven or whatever. So they really want you to make the choice. Yeah, or at least make it really difficult to make the choice. Um, but ultimately, no matter which, excuse me, no matter which choice you make, it gets you out of the room, and in the storyline, it doesn't affect anything, and you'll find out why in a bit. Yeah. So now that you have this DNA, it all leads to your ultimate power to go back in time and figure out why this is all happening and kind of unravel well, well, everything. To and go then, back in time, though, it doesn't. Uh, you need Morgan Freeman to come by and give you the seven-layer cheesy, beefy gordito <laughs> bean dip taco or whatever. Yeah. So he comes in and... Gives you the special taco, you eat it, yeah. and now you have the power to fart through time. Which leads, finally, to the most convoluted part of the storyline, and it's that Mitch Connor is like a time traveler that knew of the new kid and knew of the new kid because his fa- in his family's genes, he... Like they have the power to of social media. Yeah, they no matter where they go, people like them and want to follow them, um, and that's why the parents of the new kid had to hide in South Park because they're trying to run away from the effects that their child naturally had. And the reason he farts and has all these powers is because there is something put in his food every night that makes him unnoticeable as far as social media yeah uh or at least reduces his powers greatly but in doing so it gives him monumentally terrible gas which gives him fart powers and last and to add on top of that the reason why this is all relevant is because cartman and mitch connor want to become mayor of south park and they use the kids social media influence in coonstagram to get there so that people will vote for them Yep. And that's the part where I'm just like, okay, this just got way too complicated because they made, like, there were, like, why couldn't you just say that the parents in their genes have special fart power? You know what I mean? Like, why did we have to go all the way to this really ridiculous plot? Well, because the same people that wrote the new Pirates of the Caribbean movie wrote this. Oh, wait, probably wrong. But it suffers from the same issue. It feels like there's like five stories all jammed into one, and you would have been better off just telling one of the stories rather than trying to cherry-pick all the good ideas from all the different stories and smash them together somehow. Yeah, it's just like, it's just really weird to me because when I think back, there's a lot of things that would have simplified it that could and made it okay like for example like the parents could could just have like natural farting powers you know what i mean and i mean god knows i do yeah (laughs) and then behold and then um i don't know just the whole (laughs) (laughs) go on um i forgot what i was gonna say (laughs) 
I must have used my fart powers to erase your thoughts. Yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, what you do is you get the time fart that Morgan Freeman gives you, and he says it's very important that you believe in yourself, uh, or else it won't work right, or something. I can't remember. He says yeah. something. So you fart, and instead of going back in time to stop Cartman, it actually throws you forward in time one week. And Cartman is already mayor at this point. Uh, and all hell is broken loose. Like, and everything is on fire, and there's riots. Every and, day is also Christmas. And every day is Christmas. So, when you get there, you go outside, and one of the first things you run into is the Woodland Christmas Critters. Uh, and so, they, all, your team asks you to pray Santa Claus. So, you pray, and all of a sudden, With Santa, a baseball Claus, bat. Santa Claus crashes to Earth. Um, and then a mighty battle ensues. After that, you go to an abortion clinic so that the doc they're the only doctor in town that can check your butthole because your butthole is obviously broken. It's fractured. Yeah. Has it's fractured at this point. Yeah. So this is another part that really was confusing to me. So you go out of their, your way to get to this uh, abortion clinic. You assume there's probably going to be some significant gameplay here, just like there was the last time in the first game. Uh, and what happens is the doctor goes in to check your butthole, and then flash forward, nothing, you know, just cut to the ending. He does a checkup on you, and everything's all right. It all checks out. So there's no gameplay, no significant story push forward in this at all, it could have just been completely avoided. You didn't have to go to the abortion clinic at all whatsoever because it was not adding anything to the experience. It only took away from the experience by making you feel like you just got gypped out of something that was the like, FCC didn't want you to see, most likely. I don't know what happened. Um, It was like they were reaching for a reason to employ the woodland critters and santa claus and they just couldn't think of something else and yeah i don't know it It was weird back in time now to the actual moment of the story where your your father actually fucked your mom yes and that's when you discover that the burglars are not actually burglars, but they're there because they wanted to take a picture with you because of your social media. It's like, it's just like really, and I didn't like that at all. It really irked me. Yeah. It wasn't, cre- uh, it, I didn't actually think it was creative. I thought it was too... Re- a cop-out almost. Like, yeah. Here's a way to get rid of this or explain it off. I can see that. Um, I'm not sure how I feel about that. I want to say that there's a lot of, there feels like there's a lot of missing parts of the game story and I would like to believe that if those parts that I suspect are missing were there there would be a lot less questions overall about certain parts like even that like it would have just been yeah. a lot better explained and therefore acceptable um, the somebody in charge in the upper grown up places said wow that's particularly bad you cannot do that and they had to just rip the whole scene out of the game. Which could also be the case, too, because that would explain why they have all that lead-in. Uh, but you go through it, and you finally stop your, your father from fucking your mom. Uh, I know. And then 
you believe in yourself again. So you're able to fart through time correctly to the place you want to go to uh, because you believe in yourself finally. So that goes through, and, and now you're at the finale finale. Yeah. You're at the finale, and you're just trying to stop Cartman and Mitch Connor, and he's not admitting at this point. You're trying to get him to admit it, and so what Kyle does is now Kyle has Mitch Connor on his hand now, too, <laughs> and both of them are fighting to be the real Mitch Connor, and both of them are accusing each other of faking it. Uh, so now the game becomes trying to get both of them to admit their full shit. And that's where Wendy comes in. Oh, by the way, Wendy is another playable character. Um, Wendy helps your character take a selfie of Cartman's plan. Ah, yes. Because her her character's name is Call Girl. Yes. And you have a selfie that implicates Cartman as Mitch Connor. And this is the part where it's like in typical Cartman fashion, Cartman always wins. Because... Cartman has another bullshit speech to admit his wrongdoings, and then Mitch Connor disappears, and everyone's just like, like he did in the episode exactly with J Lo. Yeah, there you go. That's the game, and that's it. Yeah. So your parents are alive now, and they're happy, and basically you're standing in the living room now, and they're giggling and happy instead of fighting. And uh, then your father says, "Hey, sport, your mother and I are going to go upstairs for a little while for a little private time." I uh, hope you don't mind. And then Butters is yeah just shows up conveniently, uh, to to state that no matter chaos what always, yeah no matter what your mom oh is always fucked by your dad. There's nothing you can do about it. Chaos always wins. So you can see there's a lot of things going on in in the story, and some of them are are played off better than others. And ultimately, I think I see the vision that was written that has these things wrap up together in a much more uh, congealed way. But it just didn't happen. And I feel like there's a lot of missing content. Uh, and ultimately, it kind of just messed up the uh, a really solid ending, potentially. Potentially, I- yeah. Because if you think about it, um, it falls in line with when... We- everyone started being more strict with ratings to the point that there were those episodes of South Park that were completely pulled out because Mm -hmm. of content. And I'm sure, because if you get a rating in video games, that's like, like really, really much, like what's past mature, like in video um, games, I I forgot. Like rating 18 plus or whatever. Yeah. I there's, don't... there's other ratings too, but usually yeah. if you get any of those ratings past mature, yeah, um, your game doesn't sell very well. Exactly. So that's probably what they were trying. Um, that's probably what may have passed. Yeah, you're, you're very then, right. Like, yeah. I, th- I think the rating system came in. And... If I could sum up my feelings about the storyline, I think every almost 90% of everything with Cartman I did not like. Yeah. Lukewarm overall. Yeah, that's so that's my summary of the storyline. Um I didn't like Cartman. Disappointingly warm. Yeah. <laughs> like Cartman's master, you know, mastermind self was not entertaining for me this time around. Yeah, it's a rare miss. I don't know. Yeah, I feel the same way. Like I wasn't really entertained by 
much he had to say. I was not interested in his character. Mm-hmm. I was not interested in the actual like battle system character that he had. Oh yeah, Carmen is, uh, in my opinion, one of the weakest member allies you could have. And it's not like a weak physically. He's just boring and not very versatile. I guess. Yeah. Um, it's just boring. It was very boring stuff with Cartman. Overall, there are parts that I really liked about the game, but it it's also weighed down by parts that I didn't like, and I'd say I think this game is good to play at least... If you're a South Park fan, I would play this game at least once. Yeah, it's good for one playthrough, but yeah, second playthrough is difficult. Um, I would probably rather go back and play Stick of Truth, which also suffers from a very similar problem. Once you play through it once you know the story because it's like playing one ginormous episode or movie. Yeah. Uh, I think a lot of the criticism that it had uh, might have been very well deserved. Uh, any other thoughts? Um, so I know there's criticism about the battle system. I actually liked the battle system. I think it's because I'm used to that type of battle system. That- I do too, actually. Yeah. Well, at first we weren't very good with it. It was challenging because we weren't sure what we were supposed to be doing. It wasn't a direct, obvious battle system. To some parts, it was like directly obvious what you had to do, but all the characters were so different that, and with a different intent to be used in a very specific way, that wasn't always straightforward. That until you played through enough and got used to using all these characters, it wasn't very enjoyable because you were spending more time trying to put analysis on how you should use them. Yeah. Um, and then once you figured out how to use them, it was really obvious. Exactly. Like, it's one of those things where you feel dumb once you figure it out. (laughs) But until you figure it out, it's like, what the heck is going on? Uh, at least that's how I felt about it. So, uh, some positive notes on the game. We should probably end this on some positive notes. Let's think of some positive things. Well, I actually, well, I don't know. I, I was, I felt pretty positive about like the first two thirds of the game, in yeah. my opinion. I, like I said, if any, if, if it ended at the police station, I think, I think I would have been very, like, super overly satisfied with the game. Like, ended with the police station and elaborated on that a lot more. Yeah, I think they easily could have. I think that could have been, the breadth of the story, um, and then focused in on that and gotten yeah. away with an entire game. I also enjoyed a lot of the subsystems in the game. Like, it was really cute that the entire thing, the menu system was your your phone, and you had apps on your phone that were different sections of, mm-hmm. like, maybe the help menu um, or Coonstagram, and Coonstagram worked a lot like Instagram, obviously. Yes. <laughs> um, and it was fun that you could get uh, mission updates through your Instagram, so people would comment on photos or just give you comments on your profile altogether, and that would be how your missions got updated uh, or s- resolved or added. Uh, so that was a very uh, interesting way to, to approach a game system like that. Uh, definitely not typical. Um, you could also do cute things with your phone, like you could change the background and you could change the background to photos that you actually took in the game. So that was a nice little touch they put in. Yeah. Somebody spent a lot of time doing this whole menu system on the phone, I could tell. 
you could also go into the options and change whether or not your phone had a cracked screen or had <laughs> finger smudges all over it. So it could add like levels of uh, interactivity and realism past just obviously being a phone. So it was cute. Um, so there's a lot of points where there's a lot of thought put into the game. Um, a lot of the puzzles I enjoyed. Um, a lot of the puzzles, especially in Mephesto's lab, were really difficult to figure out, but it was very accomplishing when you did. Some Yeah, like, I think the, the puzzles that were most difficult to figure out were the ones that weren't openly, like, forward about what exactly we were supposed to do. You're just kind of in a room, and there's nothing... Yeah, like... Per se, obvious. I thought that Craig was a standout character for me, and Scott Malkinson, <laughs> because... Captain Diabetes! Captain Diabetes was awesome. Captain he was, Diabetes is a baller. He was... God, by far the best, like... Like, one of the best characters in the entire game. Yeah. And probably should utilize his character... 100%. And the show a lot more now. I know. Um, I also appreciated the quick uh, Kevin Stolle storyline, where he's playing Star Trek uh, yes. in his room. Because <laughs> he's given up on playing the games again with them, and he's yeah. gone back to his Star Trek game. I know. That was awesome. Um, I also very much enjoyed Kenny and Mysterion in this game too and that was um yeah honestly everyone was pretty chill except for Cartman I just didn't like Cartman's character in the battle system or in the main storyline and then his motive in the main storyline too yeah ultimately the motive of the main storyline was just kind of bizarre like yeah that's all I have to say um the fractured butthole is good to play at least once yes the fractured butthole is uh good to play at least once yep and say multiple times yeah with an asmr voice fractured bottle peace out have a good day everyone Woo.